Wake up, it's the morning motivation with Brittany Daniel. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Hi guys, welcome, happy Tuesday. Welcome to the morning motivation. Ooh, my nose. This uh, is a live stream where we talk about God, thing, all things great. Let's just say that. Y'all about to sneeze. I know that was dramatic, sorry. <laughs> but good morning, I hope you guys are doing well. Grand rising, all of the above. Welcome to the Morning Motivation. We talk all things God, uh, motivational topics, and talk about the Bible, uh, all of the above. But I hope you guys are doing well today. I hope you guys are blessed. I hope you guys are just really just, I don't know, just having a great day so far. And if you're just starting off and you're getting ready, thank you for being here. Um, we are going to continue our conversation about how to set a proper foundation uh, with God as a Christian, as someone who wants to get closer to God, wants to understand God. And I, and I'm splitting up God and Jesus for a specific reason. Um, and for those of you who believe they're the same, keep, keep doing that. There's nothing wrong with that. But because there's a Holy Trinity for me, the father, son, and the Holy ghost, I kind of like to focus on them in, in different phases, because in my mind, they are different entities that work together as one. And the reason why I say that is my logical brain will go into, well, God said this during this time when Jesus spoke, it was in red and it was a little different. Jesus talks about God and God talks about Jesus. So, you know what I mean? So, uh, although yes, they do work together as one for me, you know, that's just kind of how I break it down. If you believe different, if you believe it all wound up together, then teach their own. Go ahead. You can do that too. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I know a lot of people who believe that way and that is okay. Like they're, the whole point is that we follow what we are told to do, right? All right. So I hope that you guys are doing well. Let's go ahead and jump into our prayer, our shout outs. If this is your first time watching, let me know where you are watching from. Uh, if you are going to watch later, you can watch on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. And you can stream it on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts if you cannot catch it live. But if you are live, live is the place to be in the live chat right now uh, where you can converse and talk and, and include your points and include everything that you would like to say during the conversation. The chats are open. They're open. Okay. Um but let's dive into our prayer and then we'll get straight into it. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for waking us up again for another day. Thank you for allowing us to fellowship through the internet. I pray that what is said today is from you and that you make a way for your children to understand you and to get closer to you and to honor you more and more each and every day. Uh, Lord, if there's an obstacle in our way, give us the wisdom to know how to defeat that obstacle, to know how to bust through and break down that obstacle, Lord, because we know obstacles are not here to do anything but to make us stronger. So we do not pray for things to be easier and to be in our comfort, but we pray that you give us the wisdom, the strength, the discernment, and the know-how to, to pass the test, to get to the other side, to keep walking in your, your footsteps. In your darling son, Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. That's one thing our apostles say was like, you, we ain't praying for things to get easier because things aren't going to be easy in life. You know, it's just life. Everybody don't matter if you're a Christian, don't matter if you're Jewish, don't matter if you're Muslim, don't matter. Life may not get easier. Uh, but when you know God and you know and you, and you have a strength 
then things just become peaceful, more peaceful. And then you don't worry about stuff so much. You're like, ah, I I don't know what, what happened, you guys. The devil be close out some things to make sure that doesn't happen again. Okay. But let's go ahead and go to the shout outs. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Cookie Monster. <laughs> Happy 201 episode. Yesterday, we celebrated our 200th episode. Thank you guys for being here for those of you, of you who were. Good morning, Destiny. Good morning, Nana. Happy Tuesday. Good morning, Norma. Good morning, Grand Rising KK. Good morning, Chris Crystal. Blessing. Sorry, y'all. I don't know what's going on. Y'all just pray. <laughs> See how the devil works when you try to do the right thing? Zara, hush, baby. Somebody outside, dog barking, live, freezing, all this other stuff. Hold on, y'all. Give me a second. Y'all, Zara be barking like a minute. We just gonna roll with it. <laughs> Good morning, y'all. All right. So I did the rest of the I did the rest of the shout outs. Sorry, y'all, if y'all did not hear your name. I thought you guys could still hear me. I apologize. We're gonna get into it because the devil is busy and we ain't got time. We ain't got time. But I love you guys. Thank you guys for being here. I did shout you guys all out. I'm sorry that it keeps freezing. Hopefully it doesn't happen again because I restarted everything and will not be interrupted. So yesterday we talked about a solid foundation with God. And what do we go over? So yesterday we talked about a spiritual foundation. Like what are your beliefs? What do you believe in? Um, we broke down the difference between religious and spirituality. We talked about Luke six and 48 person that is, that is building their house on solid ground. Okay. And then we kind of dabbled into a little bit fear. I don't know how far we got into, uh, fearing God, right? And the fear of the Lord is the foundation of truth and knowledge. The fear 
is knowledge that he's serious. And we talked about how like, you know, God does love us. And I want to say this, when I'm talking about this, you guys, hello, y'all. When I'm saying these things, I don't want you guys to think that you got to walk around like this with God. Like, it's not that type of relationship, but think about when you were a child, right? Some of the most well-behaved children uh, had a fear for their parents or they didn't want to disappoint their parents. And when we hear fear of the Lord, that's kind of in the same breath. Like, we don't want to walk around like, okay, I'll give you guys a perfect example. Y'all know the kids that grew up in your neighborhood or grew up with you or went to school where their parents were a little too cool. Like their parents were so cool that they were bad. Like they did whatever they wanted to do. They had people spend a night over their house. Like they just, they did whatever they wanted to do in like high school, middle school. And because they were able to do whatever they wanted to do at home, they acted up in the real world, right? Like they were always in trouble, couldn't tell them nothing. The teachers couldn't control them. They just were already grown. So they just felt like they could do whatever they wanted to do because their parents were real, real cool. Then on the other hand, <laughs> you had people with stricter parents or parents that didn't play that. Like they loved their kids. They took care of their kids. They did all the things. And maybe you fell into one of the two categories, right? But there was a certain thing like you just knew you can't play with that parent. Like I rock with, I, you know, I really respect Miss Rhonda, but you don't play with Miss Rhonda, right? And Miss Rhonda didn't play when it came to school. She ain't played when it came to attitude. She didn't play when it came to grades. Miss Rhonda, Mr. Earl. They just did not play. Their household was cool, but they just, there was a line that you just did not cross, right? Most of us had people in our lives that were like that. You had the wilding out kids and then you had the respectful kids. Uh, good morning, y'all. That's kind of how we need to have reverence for the for God, right? Where he loves us, he will bless us, he will let, do exceedingly and abundant things in our lives, right? He gives us so much grace. He honor, he just, he he will give. But at the same time, there is a line that you do not cross. And that's kind of the fear, the same reverence we should have for God is knowing that, yes, he does love us. Yes, he will. Yes, he will um, come for do all of the above for us. But when it comes to what he wants us to do, and we're going to talk about that today, that is something that we just don't play with, right? Obedience and following and things like that. So understanding that God, that the, the foundation of our relationship with God is fear and wisdom. And we talked about wisdom yesterday in Proverbs 8. I hope you guys read it. I hope you guys took, took some notes yesterday. And when I read scriptures, y'all take notes on the scripture. You know what I mean? Take notes on the scripture. Don't be in the comments later. What scripture she talked about? <laughs> now, if you're driving, I understand. That's what the rewind button is for. You probably rewind. Let me put this in my notes so I can go back to it. Let me write it down. Uh, make sure that you guys read. Because oh, I'll tell you all this. When the live stream is over, I go to work. You know, this is not my full-time job, y'all. No more. I don't do this for full-time no more. So when I get done with these lives, I go to work. I don't. That's why I be replying to comments like weeks later. I don't get to like, you know, people like, oh, Posted a video, guys. I'm going to be in the chat for an hour responding to comments. My life ain't set up like that, unfortunately. Wish it was. It ain't. So after we go live and stuff, I get to the comments a little later when I have time. So I do not have time to go back and put these notes into the comments. So make sure you guys writing are writing things down. Okay. So one of the things I wrote down this morning, wisdom keeps us obedient, right? So we ask God for, God wants us to fear him. 
He, he, we talked about wisdom yesterday. Wisdom keeps us obedient. The reason why wisdom keeps us obedient is because we know better. You know what buttons to push on your parents, right? You know what you can get away with and what you can't. You know, that's why I tell people all the time, children are very wise. Don't think that children don't know. They know who to play with and they know who not to play with. That's why when their daddies come around, they, they switch up. Or when they mama walk in the room, they different. They know who to play with and they know who, who not to play with, right? So obedience grants us favor. When we are obedient to God, when we are doing the things that we're supposed to do, we that's when we that's when we get our favor. That's when we get the blessings. That's when we get the and and I want to say this, God is not a, a a vending machine, right? We're not being in obedience so we can get. I mean, by human nature that is a piece of it. I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm not going to say that you know, when you obey and you do the right thing that you're not going to expect. You know, even the Bible kind of tells us, you know, you know, but we're not supposed to do it with that type of heart. We're not supposed to be like, look, God, see what I'm doing. See, I'm over here working and doing good things so you can bless me. Like, that's not how we supposed to operate. We're supposed to walk in obedience and do the things that we're supposed to do in the hopes that we get blessed. But we're not supposed to do it because we are praying for a blessing. We're supposed to do it because we fear the Lord. We love the Lord. And because we we say that you're the, our Lord and Savior, let your will be done. If I get blessings out of that, great. And if if you don't bless me in that regard, I'm supposed to still serve. I'm supposed to still be obedient. I'm supposed to still do what I'm supposed to do because I, I serve and honor you. Jesus is my God. I submit to you. And a lot of times we don't like to hear the words obedient, right? You know, normally when we hear words obedient or obey, we think of like marriage. First time people go to is like, oh, I don't want... Obey, I ain't obeying nobody. Obey. I ain't no dog. I ain't no dog. But no, we are called to obey God. And the crazy thing is, right? Obey. Let's look at the definition of obey, because that's something that I did not do is look at that definition. And not the brand. Not the oh, not the brand. But it's comply with the command direction or request of a person a law submit to the authority of right submit to the authority of so all it is is just following rules following guidelines following direction following a request that's all it, that's all obey is i don't know why people think obey obeying somebody obeying somebody is like slavery it's not slavery because you always have a choice always remember with your relationship with god is always a choice God is not going to stalk you. He's not going to make you. He is a gentleman. He allows you to come to him. He he asks for consent. So it's not like you better obey me. Well, you read the Bible for yourself. <laughs> but um, there are consequences for obeying and loving God and things like that. But if you don't want to love him, he'll let you go on and go on and live. You know, do do what you want to do. He, he He can't. He will not force you. But there is a beauty when it comes to us obeying him and, and honoring him and things like that. And the crazy thing is, is we'll obey rules on the job. We'll obey rules in our society. We'll obey rules for your church and we'll obey rules for all these things. You know, y'all, especially with black folks, there's code switching. We'll obey all these society rules, all of these uh, pressures of the world. Good morning, y'all. But we have a hard time obeying God for whatever reason. For whatever reason. And I'm not saying that 
it's not a struggle, especially if you've been in the world, right? Especially if you live in the world, you're going to be tempted. That's just human. It's just human to be tempted. It's human to fall short. So I'm not saying that you have to be perfect. Like every decision you make is going to be on point all the time. No, you're going to also make decisions where you think you're doing the right thing. And it turns out, oh, right. Ooh, that wasn't, that wasn't a good, that's just, that's just part of being human. So the thing is when we're, when we're going through this foundation, we're laying down this foundation of do not mix up perfection with obedience. Do not mix up perfection with, with, with being this uh, following God is you're going to be the most upright. No, it's not. It's sometimes it's a struggle to do the right thing. Sometimes it's a struggle to be like, well, God, I don't feel like being nice today. I don't feel like uh, obeying. I don't feel like doing what I'm supposed to do. You're going to have those moments that as human, it's natural. You're going to slip, fall, um, stub your toe. You A cuss word might slip out. Uh, you might listen to the wrong song. It's just, it's just being human. So don't focus on being perfect because God is going to examine your heart anyway. So he doesn't want a perfect being. He wants a being that understands that, Hey, I'm going to make a mistake. I'm, I'm going to fall, but I'm going to repent. I'm going to try my best to obey and do the things that you have called me here to do. Right. And also God meets you where you're at. Everybody's on a different course in their journey. I was not here six months ago. So he will also give you grace because he knows what, what level you are. And he also knows where, like he, like I said, he examines your heart. Now don't use that as, as an excuse not to get better. <laughs> don't use that as an excuse. Like, well, I ain't going to read and I ain't going to learn. So I could be ignorant and be doing what I want to do. Don't do that. Cause he's still going to examine your heart. He knows all. All right. He knows all. So don't use that as an excuse, but he is going to hold you accountable to what you know. Once you learn something, you're then held accountable, right? Just like a pastor is held accountable because he's a pastor, he's a leader. If you are a leader of your business, you are held accountable more so than your employee, right? If you are a politician, you are held more accountable more than the regular average citizen. That is just leadership. That is just a part of protocol in life. If you are ahead a, a of the family, male or female, you are responsible for more, be more than your children or more than your cousin and your auntie or your niece that ain't got no kids because that's just the, the role you play. So it's, it's very important that we know that, right? So let's talk about this. Um, I, I have patience written down, but we'll get into patience later during the week. But let's go to 1 Samuel 15 and 22. First, I said one Samuel. First Samuel 15 and 22. First Samuel 15 and 22. If you have your Bibles, I would, I hope that you guys have your Bibles. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. If you have not ordered a Bible yet, please do. Oh, and I also uh, tagged my church down below. So if you guys need a good word, if you guys want to check out the church that I attend, it is in the description box. All right. First Samuel 15 and 22. And this is one of the, uh, this was a very important scripture. So this is where God is talking or excuse me. Samuel is talking to Saul. First Samuel 15 and 22. This is where Samuel is talking of talking to Saul. And we've read this before. This is a very good fit. Verse 15 is, is really good to see how God wants us to operate. Right. So 
what ends up happening is God gives Samuel instructions to give to Saul. And Saul is supposed to follow these instructions to the T. Now, remind me, remind, I remind you, when we read the definition of obedience, it's to honor a request, right? So God gave Saul a request and gave him instructions to set out and do said thing. Now, here's the thing. When we, we might hear from God and then we want to sprinkle us on it, right? We want to do our part. We want to like, well, God didn't say this, but I'm going to do this. <laughs> But um, in the midst of this, Saul does not set out and do everything that God told him to do. He does some of it. And then he and then he puts his then he puts his extra initiative on there, thinking that he was doing the right thing. And unfortunately, he did not, which then ends up he loses favor with God while he does this. But uh, Samuel told Saul, listen, it is better. Obedience is better than sacrifice. So you can be like, well, God, I'm, I'm, I'm celibate and, and, I, and I'm going to church, but then you still out in the world doing other stuff that you ain't supposed to be doing. You know, don't think that you're just because you sacrifice one thing or say if you give your tithes that it exempts you from being obedient. We are not exempted from being obedient. Right. So, so it says obedience is better than sacrifice. When uh, soul did not follow God's instruction, he lost favor from God. Now, I want to go down to Exodus. To Exodus 20, because I want to spend a little time on this. I had Hebrews. Well, I'll read this to you guys. Write down Hebrews 5 and 8. I'm going to read that to you guys. And then we're going to go to Exodus 20. And I want you guys to spend time in Exodus. Exodus is a, is, is, is a lot of God's law. A lot of God, what God wants us to do. What he doesn't want us to do. Um. And remember, we talked about yesterday, it's not to keep us like, oh, man, like we can't do that. It's really for our protection. Anything God calls us to be away from is for our protection, not because he wants to be a party pooper, not because he wants you don't want you to have fun. It is truly for your protection. Honestly and truly is for your protection. So I'm going to read uh, Hebrews 5 and 8. Okay. It says, while Jesus was here on five, excuse me, five and seven, while Jesus was here on earth, he offered prayers and pleading with, with a loud cry and tears to, to one who could rescue him from death. He's talking to God and God heard his prayers because his deep reverence for God, even through Jesus was God's son, even though Jesus was God's son, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. And in this way. God qualified him as a perfect high priest, and he became the source of eternal salvation for all those who obey him. All those who obey him. And God designed him to be the high priest in the order of the Malachan, those folks. <laughs> Y'all know how I am with them, with them, with them biblical folks. I don't be knowing all them names. Okay. Now, this when I read this, I thought this was very interesting because when we hear a lot of times, especially being Christian, we hear well, all you have to do is accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, ask for forgiveness and all is forgiven and you're good. Now, look, listen to what this says. It says in this way, God qualified him as a perfect high priest and he became the source of eternal salvation for all those who obey him. 
it ain't just about accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's not all about, you know, going to church. We have to obey what he has commanded us to do. And the way that you know that is by reading your Bible, praying and letting God speak to you because he's going to give people different instructions at different times. He's going to speak to me a little different than he's going to speak to Kirsten. He's going to speak to Kirsten a little bit different than he's going to speak to such a lady and queen and Felicia and everybody here. Okay. So that's why it's very important. I keep telling I te I'm a, you know, I keep saying, get, get a Bible. Cause some of y'all ain't did it yet. <laughs> some of y'all have not cracked open the Bible and y'all been on morning motivation this whole time. I'm going to keep saying it because it's on my heart to make sure you guys are in the Bible. Read. You guys are Christians. You got to got, you have to know the word for yourself. You have to know how God is speaking to you. You have to know what you are being called to do and what, and what obedience is. Don't, don't take my word for it. Y'all read it. All right. So let's go down to Exodus and it talks about the commandments and generational curses. Everybody likes to talk about I'm breaking generational curses. I'm breaking generational curses. Well, let's see. Let's see where these generational curses are coming from. And I really I really like Exodus because it could be a little uncomfortable. Uh, but I love it. I love it because it talks, it talks, it talks a really good, it, it, it's some good stuff in here. Okay. So Exodus 20 says, then God gave the people all of these instructions. I am the Lord, your God, who rescued you from the land of Egypt and placed you and place of your slavery. Now this is God talking to um, the people of Israel during this time. It says, you must not have any other God, but me. You must not have any other God but me. You must not make yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in heaven or on earth in this or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them. For I, your Lord God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affections for any other gods. Now, mind you, when he's talking about gods, he is talking about other idols. Back then, they used to make uh, sculptures and deities of praising animals and, and, and all types of stuff. You know, we talked about the, the lessons of Greek mythology yesterday. And, that, and when people are talking, always, you know, want to challenge you about, you know, well, Jesus read it. And why wasn't this considered mythology? Right. So I digress. I am a jealous God who will not tolerate any affections other than God. So do not place anybody higher than God. Not your husband. Not your mama, not your pastor, not your not your hobbies, not your job, not your job. Some of y'all ain't been to church because y'all y'all work all the time. I can't go to church. I work. Y'all, I'm gonna tell y'all like this. I learned this from Devon Franklin. When something matters to you, you make it a priority. And I'm not shading anybody or because everybody got their own, you know, that's between you and the Lord. But I learned this from Devon Franklin. When you set parameters on what you will and won't do, boundaries, just like we set boundaries in a relationship, just like we set boundaries, we set boundaries for everything else. Like, you ain't going to talk to me like that. You know, a man got to do this before he get with me. We set all of these boundaries, right? But we won't set boundaries on our work. Don't, if the Bible tells us, don't be a slave to anything. Some of us are slaves to our jobs. My homegirl was saying something. I said, I don't work on Sundays. She was like, what you mean? The people at church work on Sunday. I said, no, they're, they're being obedient to God. That ain't work. 
and then they're off on other day. I do not work on Sundays. My calendar is off. I learned that from Devon Franklin. Devon Franklin, when he went into his industry, he was like, look, I really, I do want this job, but here are my, here are my, here are my boundaries. He didn't say this, but he's like, here are my boundaries because he's seven day of Venice. I don't work Friday sundown to Saturday Sunday or Saturday sundown or whatever the time frame is. Excuse me, seven day of Venice. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but you know, he, he gave them a time frame. And no matter what set he was working on, no matter what is going on, when Devon Sabbath starts and the Bible tells you, don't worry about, you know, who Sabbath is what. If that person deems that that day sacred, then that's sacred to them. If you deem Sunday or whatever day for you is sacred, that's sacred for you. So we ain't going to go on what day is what. And, and, and we ain't supposed to be debating all that. That don't matter to God. God cares about your sacrifice, you know, but don't let your job. Or your obligations interfere with your walk with God, with your, your living sacrifice, with your obedience. You know, and again, teach their own. I'm not shaming anybody who works on a Sunday or whatever the case may be. But if you were getting, good morning, if you were getting uh, stirred up to maybe serve or do something else, but your excuse is always, but I got to work, then you might have to sit with that. All right. So don't put anything above God, nothing not your job because he will make a way. He will definitely make a way. Your one, your one day of sacrifice, it'll, it'll be okay. It says, okay, so keep going. I'm going to keep going. Um, but he doesn't want us to put anything over him, anything, anything, not, not people, kids, nothing. It says, I lay the sins of my parent of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected. All right, y'all. Here's where generational curses come from. Well, we're, you know, I'm, I'm breaking generational curses. Well, this is where generational curses come from. He doesn't say this in the Bible, right? This is why I want y'all to read it for yourself. This is in Exodus 20. It says, I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. So when I remember when I told y'all all the time, don't think everything that you do, karma is going to hit you, men. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. This is God saying that I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generations for those who reject me. This is why it's so important for us to be led by God. And that's why it's important for you to put your children in church in an, an environment where they know God. It's not enough for you to attend morning motivation and, you, and you're good. What about your children? When your children read a cert certain age, it shouldn't be an option. Well, they're bored. Okay, we were bored. Who cares? The, you never know what nuggets they're going to soak up. You never know what they're going to see. You never know the being in the environment. I'm trying to tell, I tell people all the time, why is your children being in the sanctuary an option? You guys, there are going to be things kids are not going to want to do. We were children. There was a plenty of things. You're not harming them. You're, you're planting a seed and planting foundation. It's okay. Take their tablets in the sanctuary. Take their phones in the sanctuary. If you have babies, then, you know, but still like, hey, this is a, this is a technology free space. All right. You're bored. Sit here with a notebook. If apostle or your preacher says something you don't understand, write it down and we'll have a conversation in the car later. Let them be in the environment. Let them look around. Let them hear the music. Let it penetrate their soul. 
But if they're distracted, they're never going to get the seeds that they're supposed to be implanted with. Because if they don't get those seeds planted when they're children, it is it is it can be harder for them to open up when they're older. That's why I feel like a lot of men. This is my theory. Take this with a grain of salt. This is why I feel like a lot of men don't know how to praise and worship. Because they think it's feminine. First of all, they don't even have a dad that they love. So how can they love another man? Because we speak. uh, We give God male adjectives. Right. Even though he's a is a being spirit, Jesus is a being in a spirit, but you know, we call him he. But a lot of men have a very hard time praising and worshiping and lifting up their hands and submitting to a pastor or a Paul because they've never submitted to a man in their life. Not their dad, because their dad wasn't around, not whatever. You guys, it says, Lay I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected even children in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me but i lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands do you guys see how important your obedience is your obedience is super important because it's not about you. You think you going to church is about you. You think obeying God is about you. You think obeying God is about getting you into heaven. But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands. Y'all, I've been protected for the prayers from the prayers of my grandmothers. I know for sure why I'm protected the way I'm protected. It's my grandma Hattie. Period. Some of y'all are protected because of y'all's grandmothers. And y'all mamas. And y'all daddies that prayed and honored God. You can change the generation. So people are are breaking generational curses. Yes, therapy is a part of it. Yes, absolutely. Go get that worked out for sure. That's not enough. We need therapy and prayer. We need therapy and God. We need God. We need both with an F. (laughs) We need both. Okay. We need both because by obeying God, he is going to get his, give his unfailing love for those who love me and obey me for generations, for thousands. He says thousands of generations, thousands. So you can either curse your children. And your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, and your great-great-great-grandchildren by disobeying God, being a hot girl, living your best life, doing what you want to do, turning up. (laughs) Or by getting in alignment, by redirecting your steps, by turning away from sin, by loving God and obeying his commands, you can change the trajectory of your family. You can change the trajectory of your family and your family's family and the family's family. It says you must not misuse the name of the, of the Lord God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished. If you misuse his name, remember to observe the Sabbath and keep the day holy. You have sick. Look, remember we talked about this with, with work for some of y'all who, who needed to hear this. You have six days each week for your ordinate, for your ordinary work. He gave you six. All he wants is one. 
But the seventh day is the Sabbath and a day of rest dedicated for the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work, including your sons, your daughters, your male and female servants, or your livestock or foreign, not nobody. Everybody's supposed to relax. Everybody's supposed to relax. Okay. Chill out. Love the Lord, serve the Lord and, and relax. And some of y'all, I work seven days a week. Y'all going to burn yourselves to the ground. Stop it. Stop overworking. Stop overworking. Um, so it talks about advice over here and it says you will wear yourself out and the people too. This job is too heavy for a burden for you to handle all by yourself. You're not supposed to do everything by yourself. You're not supposed to, you know, do all this work by yourself. I understand you got goals. I understand you have a, a debt savings plan. I understand all the, but you know what's great about God's grace and God's mercy? When we obey him, when we get in alignment, when we do what he's supposed to do, he will restore your time. I got all of this debt and da, da, da. Okay. Well, follow, obey, do what you're supposed to do, and he will restore your time. I've been single all of these years. I'm not married. Okay, he, he'll, he'll restore your time. He'll restore your time. I, I got to work because if I don't work overtime, then I can't, I can't. All you're going to do is go shopping and go on vacation. It's not worth your, it's not worth being obedient to what God has you called to do. Y'all, nothing, not a man, not a woman, not a job. Nothing is more important than your obedience to what God is calling you to do over your life. And some of y'all have really high callings. Some of y'all have supernatural spiritual gifts, but your work is in the way and you can't tap in because you're not in the, in the space. Y'all, my spiritual gifts get stronger because I go to church because I'm in a space where the Holy spirit is filled every single week, multiple times a week. And I'm tapped in and God talks to me very differently in that sanctuary, in that sacred space than he does when I'm at home. I still hear him when I'm at home. But the reverence I have, the feeling that I have, the Holy Spirit that I have, because I'm in that sacred space with other people with spiritual gifts, it activates. Y'all remember with Captain Planet? Y'all remember Captain Planet and everybody? So for those of you who don't know, if y'all are too young for Captain Planet, <laughs> or maybe you're too old for Captain Planet, because Captain Planet was like an 80s babies, 90s babies type of real short stint when Power Rangers was like doing all those fakes. Anyways. There was a, a cartoon called Captain Planet and every it was like five or six people. Y'all Google it. And they all had rings that has superpowers, right? It's kind of like uh, the Care Bears. Remember the Care Bears where they all had like a superpower and each of their superpowers shot out of their stomach? Well, the Captain Planet kids had rings or maybe all their powers made the ring. I forgot. But they put all their powers together and he says, with our powers combined, they made Captain Planet and Captain Planet would be the superhero who was sounds really foolish when we say it out loud, but in charge of recycling, saving the planet, Captain Planet saved the planet. But they would always say with our powers combined, I'm Captain Planet. And they'd be like fire, earth, wind, water. And they'd put their rings in the circle and it would activate this power. And then boom. Right. Same with Care Bears. Care Bears would be like all of their powers would activate out of their tummy and powers would shoot out of their thing and they would activate into this ball and then mm, stuff would happen. 
I don't remember. So long ago. Same thing with when it comes to your spiritual gifts. You activate prophecy. Um, man, uh, don't give me the line. Uh, my notes are upstairs. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Speaking in tongues, all these spiritual gifts, right? Evangelism. Everybody has a spiritual gift. Preaching. All of these spirit. All of these gifts are activated. The power is magnified. It's like any any energy. That wasn't just a cartoon, y'all. That's how any energy is activated. Let negative people come into an agreement. Let negativity come into agreement. Let anger, frustration, oh, uh, what is it called? Rebellion. All of that stirred up. Ah, chaotic power. We've seen that. That's what a riot is. A riot is a whole bunch of negative emotions ah, stirred up and boom. You know, just like if you get in an argument with somebody, negative energy and negative energy, they collide and then explode, right? But if you have positive energy, positive energy, positive energy, positive energy, all wound up, a magnificent thing happens. So I say all that to say is when you don't allow your disobedience to keep you from tapping into your spiritual gifts. Some of y'all are very spiritual. Some of y'all are very spiritual and you know it. You've had vision since you were a kid. Y'all, that's called prophecy. That's not called psychic abilities. That's not. Um, and one thing my apostle said that was very interesting. He was like, psychics are misled gifts. When, you, when they probably should be in church or using it for God's, for God's purpose. Uh, you know, they're out there in the world making money and calling themselves psychics. That's what he said. I don't know. You know, teach their own. But. <clears throat> I'm saying all this to say some of y'all have visions. That's not by accident. That's called prophecy. Sometimes you guys can speak things into existence. That's also called prophecy. You know, a lot of y'all have spiritual gifts that you have no idea or tapped into or you think you're weird or your mama had it, your auntie had it, your grandma. And you just think, oh, it's just, you know. That is a spiritual gift. But until it is cultivated, until it is developed, until you are led by a teacher and all of it, y'all, it's just like, it's like we have so many, you know, what's crazy just came to me. We have so many examples of how we can cultivate ourselves in the spiritual realm, but it's masked by not spiritual things. Harry Potter, right? For those of you who've watched it, for my believers that are like, uh-uh, watch that stuff. <laughs> uh-uh, ain't gonna get me to watch no Harry Potter. I'm only, I only really like the first two uh, things because the director or the creator was Christopher Columbus, which also did my favorite movie, Home Alone. When I found that out, I was like, oh, it makes sense why I like that those two movies. Anyways, they all had wizardry gifts and they went to a school where they were cultivated, where they learned, where they studied, where they grew in their supernatural wizard abilities, right? We see that all the time in the real world, but or not real world, but you know what I mean? The same thing is for a church. If you're at the right church, you are developed. Your spiritual gifts can be developed where you can be under somebody who can teach you what to do, where you can be prayed on and protected while you develop your spiritual gifts to help for God's kingdom. Same thing, different context. Does that make sense? Uh, we It's crazy how we have a lot of examples of how we can use our gifts in the world or how our gifts are really, you, you know. Uh, my my words escape me. But you, do you understand what I'm talking about? 
Um, let me see. I'm give me two more minutes, and I'm gonna go. And we're gonna wrap it up, and then I'm gonna go to the comments. So if you guys have comments, I know yesterday uh, some people had questions, and then they never got to their questions. So if you have a question, leave it in the comments. I'm gonna leave the last ten minutes for questions. But going back to obedience, right? We if read Exodus twenty. Read Hebrews, read Samuel, and there's so many verses and chapters on obedience, y'all. So many verses and chapters on obedience. And all he wants us to do is obey his laws, his rules. And honestly, a lot of them are not very hard. You know, don't kill, don't steal, don't destroy, don't covet somebody's wife, don't commit adultery, don't commit, don't steal nobody's stuff. Uh, and then there's some other ones like, you know, stay away from sexual sin and and things like that. Don't overindulge in alcohol. You know, they drink, you know, don't overindulge in alcohol. Don't do anything that's going to make you sin or your neighbor sin. You know, you are held accountable for other people's sin. So for those of you who, um, you know, when people be like, no, nah, I'm good, I'm fasting or I'm, I'm good, I'm not drinking. They'd be like, no, nah, take this shot, take this shot. Y'all come on now. <laughs> There may be a reason why they're not, they're saying no. There may be a reason why they're turning away. Don't be the reason why somebody else falls in sin because you will be held accountable for that as well. But it's not for anything but our protection. And that's one of the foundations of, of God. So on Monday, we talked about wisdom. Today, we talked about obedience. Um, tomorrow, we're probably going to talk about, uh, I, I don't know yet. I have patience written down. But I want to talk about the love of God for sure, because God loves us so much. He's trying to protect us because he knows if we go out there and dabble in all of that stuff, we're only hurting ourselves. We don't hurt God. I mean, we hurt it. I think we hurt his feelings a little bit, um, but we hurt ourselves. It tells us that we send curses to the rest of our generation. The Bible doesn't say curses. What did Exodus 20 say? It didn't say curses, but it definitely said how. Our children's children's children will be held accountable for those who disobey and for those who do obey. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. So let me just read this really quick. I lay the sins. I lay the sins of the parents upon the, their children. The entire family is affected. Even children in the third and fourth generations of those who rejected me. I will lavish unfailing love for those generate for thousands of generations on those who love me and obey my commands. I feel like that's beautiful. It gives it a clear as day. Reject me, disobey me, your family will suffer. Love me, honor me, respect me, obey me, and I will bless you for thousands of generations, for thousands of years. All right, so let's go to the comments. If you guys have anything, um... <laughs> Cindy says the word must be extra good today because Satan said, uh uh, they can't learn about generational curses today. <laughs> but God, <laughs> absolutely, y'all. I'm trying to tell you. I was watching, my dad told me, hey, he said, you know, anytime you talk about God, the, the screen flickers, and I don't see it on my end, but I was watching, I was watching, from my phone once and I saw the black screen and I was like, huh? And you know what that does? It deters people from watching. 
Because if the screen is black and it flickers, right? Because it's not nothing that I'm doing. The devil, do, the enemy does not like this. Everything that we do, every he does not like it. But I'm not here to worry about the enemy. I do not fear the enemy. I worry about God and I, I'm here to please God. So he going to have to, I don't know, we whatever. Um, but it deters people from watching. It's like, oh, she don't got her stuff set up right. Well, you know. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys. It's all, it's all God. Yes, Lord. Shamber says, look into this just now to see how it takes this verse and says this verse makes it clear that God does not punish children, uh, for their parents' sin. It says God doesn't punish the generations for the sins of the formal generation, but God does hold the children of whom don't learn from their parents' mistakes accountable. Ah, that's not uh, what that said. Y'all, why do you think people always, that's not what that says, Shamber. It definitely says you were held accountable for, it's not that you're held accountable, the things that you will incur. A lot of us have depression, anxiety, a lot of stuff because of generations before us. Poverty. Lack mindset, limiting beliefs. And it's not when when we say generational curses, y'all. I think people think of like a witch's brew and like, oh, your family will be cursed and then people are going to walk around. No, a generational curse is not having understanding, a poverty mindset, because when things are life and death is in the power of the tongue. Right. So where does that come from? It comes from your mentality. The way the enemy attacks you is through your mind. An idle mind is a devil's playground, right? So if somebody doesn't have understanding of God, because if you don't have an understanding of this, you're not obeying him. It's all, if you, you got to break it down theoretically. If you don't have an understanding of this, you're not obeying him, which means if you don't read this, right? If you don't read the Bible, if you don't understand who God is and what he's called you to do, you're going to perpetuate and do things in your life that are not in alignment of God, which and then is sin, which and then becomes because it never said about curses. The, the Bible never taught. It didn't talk about a curse. What happens is if I don't know God and I don't know what God wants me to do or how he wants me to act, then maybe I have a potty mouth. Right. Maybe I'm cursing up a storm and I call and I don't know life and death is in the power of the tongue. So when I have children. I call them B's, H's, talk to them crazy, don't give them any type of respect. And then, boom, what happens? Then that falls onto the next generation because all that happens to you as a child has been perpetuated from your parents, either your parents making a decision to say, I will not do that to my children, or I, it was done to me, so whatever. Or maybe it was just a little bit better than their parents and a little bit better. But that's not what that says. He does. And it's not about punishment. It's not about punishment. And people don't. But he does punish. Like, come on, y'all. Can I keep it real? Can I keep it real? Can I keep it real? I understand that this verbiage scares people away from God. And I'm not trying to. I'm not trying. My, my goal is to bring people closer to God and get them to understand who he is. But at the same time, I think we've been fed this bubblegum version of who God is. He states very clearly who he is and what he wants us to do. And again, 
His love is everything. When you have love and favor over your life, he will do amazing and abundant things. If you do not have God in your life, your life will not be peaceful. Your life is sometimes filled with chaos. And for those of you who are like, um, well, I see people that don't got God and they're living their best life. That's what you think. That's what you think. God is love. God is love. You see social media and people's reels. You don't know what happens when that phone gets puts down. You don't know what happens to them in their, in their, in their moments. I was tossing and turning all night. I was this and this and that. Don't think that people have it better than you because they have more things or they have more money or their house is nicer or they have a bigger social media platform or they have millions of subscribers and followers. Do not think their life is better. Okay. But yes, it, I can't, one thing I've learned, I will not misquote the Bible if I can help it. I'm human. I will try my best. But I'm going to, that's why I always read and I tell y'all to read. Go read Exodus 20 for yourself and see what it says. But it does say this, Shamber. I'm sorry. It does. It does. It does. And it's not about, it, 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 he does punish us. He does. When we don't obey, we get a slap on the hand. Now, can we redeem ourselves from it? Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. But y'all, we I can't. I'm not going to sit here and go against what it just said. He says he has unfailing love for those who obey and love him. And he will. Y'all, I read it three times. I'm not, I'm not, I can't. I know that is a hard pill for some people to swallow because it's like, oh my gosh, God's not this bubblegum fairy princess. He's like us. We, y'all, let's keep it, let's keep it funky. God is so much, we are so much in the likeness of God. Let somebody cuss you out. Are you going to love them and be honor them and, and, and cheer them on and give them a pat on the back and say, you know what? Don't worry about cussing me out and, and destroying my house. I love you so much. Yeah, we're supposed to love our enemies, but come on, y'all. If somebody was to harm us, are we, or, or if, if you're if she, Amber, let's keep it, but let's keep it a book. If your husband was to disrespect you, do all these crazy things to you, would you honor and love him? The answer is no. The answer is no, y'all. Let's stop thinking that he's this fairy princess that's going to just grant all our wishes and he's going to do, doesn't matter what we do. Yes, it doesn't matter what he do. He will always love us. He will always love us, but that does not mean that we will get his favor. He will love you, but that does not mean you'll get his inheritance. He will love you. That does not mean you'll get entered in the kingdom. And we already talked about what the kingdom is. He will love you, but that doesn't mean you'll have peace. You have to work on that part. That is your business. God already did his part. He loves us. He keeps us. He blesses us. He does his part. It is up to us. I cannot sit here and not go with what I just read. I'm sorry. I wish I could be like, oh, you know. Mm, he loves all of us and all of our sin. <laughs> uh, Cindy says, Woo, thanks for the reminder. I need to get back to honoring the Sabbath, not working on Sundays. And it's up to you what day you choose to hold the Sabbath. Some people hold it Saturday. Some people hold it Sunday. But make sure that, you know, we're we're doing. I don't, I don't know. I don't work on Sundays. My calendar is off. Oh, Brittany, we got this bomb opportunity. 
My Sundays are for God, for me. Every job should be closed on Sundays out of respect for God. It should, but every 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 business ain't ran by believers. Heck, even the companies ran by believers don't ain't always the best. You know what I mean? Just because you're a believer don't mean you really know and honor God. But yeah, they should be, but every everybody isn't a believer. People do what they want to do. Some people believe in the universe or some people, you know, even though God created the universe, but you know, teach their own. I've been there. And I'm not look, I'm not trying to be judgy. Or talking down. It's just when you start learning who God is. And when you start reading the word. For those of you who have to go to work. Have a great day. You start going. Oh my gosh. I've been thinking about this wrong the whole time. So when I'm sarcastic like this y'all. I'm sarcastic because I used to think like that. You know. I'm not trying to judge nobody. I used to think like that. So it's okay. It's okay. But that's why it is important for y'all to read. And know him for yourself. So then can't nobody tell you what you what you know. Purple uh Purple Love says society caters more to people who don't believe in God than they do to people who do believe in God. Yep. They don't want us, they don't want us to believe in God. Uh that will never happen in America for the whole world does not believe in God, so that won't happen, I believe. Some countries who are Christian based have certain days off. Yeah, but y'all, God doesn't force us to believe in God. So, you know, we got to give people grace and all we got to do is pray for them. We ain't judge them. We just got to pray for them. I have a friend from Egypt and he told me that they have certain days off and Sunday is one of them. That is awesome. Uh, Purple Love says U.S. used to be a Christian base, Christian based by rejecting the freedom of religion uh, teacher, teacher used to be able to pray in schools with their students. Teachers used to be able to pray in schools with their students. Y'all, America was founded on not being held to a certain standard. That's why they fled the British. If y'all know the the it wasn't it wasn't never supposed to be this. They left Britain so they could have a freedom of religion and freedom of speech and freedom of all of that. It's crazy if you think about that. Uh, Shirley says, obeying God is doing your best in your human body because we are not perfect people. Uh, God judge, uh, People judge us more than God. Absolutely. And if you were here, Shirley, I'm not sure if you were here in the beginning. We talked about that. We talked about how it's not about being perfect. But he definitely will uh, judge our hearts for sure. Um, Marjorie says, good point, Brittany. And yes, I do believe social media is an illusion. Absolutely. Well, uh, Shirley, what is, um, what do you mean by no? Yes. He gives us a choice. Everyone that says the Lord says, Lord, Lord, don't know him. I'm late. Can I get a hello? All right, y'all. So look, look, this is how we're going to work this out. Hi, Percy. Sometimes y'all, when I'm scrolling, I don't see everything. So one, don't come for, don't jump out. Don't jump down my neck. Cause I did not see you. Uh, two, yes, Percy, you, you, you late at the end again, but I still love you. Thank you for being here. Um, and y'all, sometimes things are said in the beginning, in the beginning. So, you know, just, it's okay. It's all right. Percy, don't jump down my leg. Don't be up here. Because when you when y'all write in all caps, I think you're yelling at me. I don't yell at y'all. Y'all don't yell at me. <laughs> um, 
Percy says, this is an odd topic, but I just heard take off the Migos. <gasps> no. Oh, no. Seriously? Oh, y'all. Jesus. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm a Migos fan. I do like Migos. Oh, no. Oh, no. Y'all, life is so short. I'm going to be praying for them. No. What? Oh, that is so sad. I'm praying for them because I know that they just lost a brother. Oh, no. I love the Migos. I seen them in concert when I went to a Drake concert. And they were so Oh my gosh, that is so sad. Life is too short. Y'all pray for their family. And, and it doesn't matter what our beliefs are. You know, God wants us to love each other and love us all. And somebody just lost a brother, a son, a father, possibly. I don't know if he had kids. That is horrible. Horrible news. So make sure you guys, we pray. Um, We pray for that family. Let's see. <laughs> no, she, Amber, don't feel, and this is the thing, you guys. Don't feel dumb. When we're talking about the Bible, this is this could be new. I have not read all the chapters. I do not know everything. So I don't want you to feel dumb when you read the Bible. Do not feel dumb. And there are different versions. Do not feel dumb. We are all learning. I told you, I couldn't even pronounce the Malachanites or whatever that that the name of those people are. Um, don't feel dumb. And I wasn't trying to make you feel that way. So if I made you feel that way, I apologize. That was not my intentions. But I want you guys to read it and see what God is saying. That's why I tell you guys, do not take my word for it. I, when I read the scriptures, I read them right out of the Bible, my Bible, the New Living Translation. It, may, it says a little things differently in the King James Version. It may say it different in the Message Bible, but they do start sugarcoating God's words to make us feel better and it's better digestible. I want y'all to know who God is for yourself. He is not a bubblegum fairy princess who just is floating on a cloud and it's like, oh, no matter what you guys do, I'm just going to keep on blessing you and keep on. And he don't work like that. Not his real favor. His real favor does not work like that, y'all. We have to be read him and learn who God is for you. Will he love you through everything? Absolutely. Will he leave you or forsake you? Never. You can always turn around. You can always change. You can always come to him. It's an open door always. He's not going to be like, well, you ain't do what I say, so forget you forever. No, he doesn't work like that. But we have to make the choice to turn it around. We have to make the choice to turn it around and to do right and to obey and to do those things. Okay? Um, I, am not a, I am not an angel. <laughs> okay, Shirley, thank you. I am not an angel. I am not an angel. But yeah, don't be writing all caps. Then I think you're yelling at me. <laughs> uh she Amber says i agreed with what you said 100 percent, but what i looked up uh that wasn't the same verse it was in in exodus but i totally get it now i agree with the whole children getting their parents sins and that's why it's important for men to treat women right women men y'all can't go around it why do y'all think that they call it a, a player's a player's curse when a man who's a womanizer has a whole bunch of girls it's because he's about to get that karma and it's going to come to his children, unfortunately. Some of the stuff that we went through is because of our parents, y'all. 
And that's just how the cookie crumbles. That's why it's up to us to be outstanding people so that our children do not get our, the brunt of some of our iniquities. Inequities. I just messed that word up. Chamber says, I was about to tell you this, but I didn't want to say it on morning. <laughs> no, it is totally fine. Joe says, Jesus wants us to pray for one another. And he, he has already prayed for us. Yes. Keep praying y'all. Um, my NIV was messing me up. <laughs> I know, not take off, right? Right. He was so peaceful from what we know. And he was only 28. Yeah. He's uh, two years younger than me. I thought that he was older. Yeah. Rest in peace, take off. That is so tragic. I'm so sorry that that happened to him. I will be praying for the Migos because he's still somebody's brother, y'all. He's still somebody's son. Anytime somebody goes down, no matter what they've done, good, bad, or indifferent, I always pray because somebody's hurting right now. From that news, you know, he might have a girlfriend, he might have kids. Uh, no matter what anybody or we feel about people, or hey, he makes secular music, like, yes, he's still a child of God, period. So, we're gonna honor and uh, rest in peace for him. <laughs> Ross said, Chick fil A's closed on Sunday, and God showed them favor. The line be around the building every day. You know what? But some people will be like, oh, we got a long line. We should be open every day. That'd be the enemy trying to make us greedy. Yes, we have to learn God for ourselves. You guys have to open up your Bibles. That's why some of y'all still have yet to get a Bible. I'm saying it. I'm going to say it every day until all y'all be like, Brittany, I got my Bible. Brittany, I got my Bible. Y'all start reading the Bible for yourself. All right, we're about to get out of here. You hardly hear pop or country artists get it, gets murdered. It's because of the environment hip hop perpetuates. It's it's a hundred percent the narrative, the 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 culture that hip hop has created. It's not a safe one. It's not a safe culture to be around and a part of. Unfortunately, uh, Percy says compared to all these money hungry worldly women. To me, you're an angel, Brittany. Stop being judgy and just be an example and make sure you produce great women, Percy. And the thing is, all these money-hungry, worldly women are hurt women who probably didn't have a father around or didn't have a stable home, or sometimes they did. But I still will put the onus on men because when women act up in the world, guess whose responsibility it is? Men, Percy. Men. If you do right as a father, if you do right as a man in the world, if you treat women right, this will stop. That will stop. I love messing with Percy. <laughs> Hip hop has a long list of rappers getting healed. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Shirley says, if we don't break generational curses, they keep coming up. But that's why we have to know God and know him for ourselves and, and, and establish something better. <laughs> Thank you, Travis. All right. Last two, last two comments. Y'all got to go. Uh, they're trying to get Chick-fil-A to, to open on a Sunday, but they ain't doing it. And I don't feel bloated when I eat there. They are blessed. And I used to, work there. 
I don't know if they're blood. They stay. They food still ain't the best. It's better, but it ain't the best. But yeah. Uh, thank you, Purple Love says I got my Bible read Psalms twenty seven one through three almost every day. Then switch it up too. It is good to read a verse, but once you know that verse, read. Keep 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 scrolling. Keep reading. Uh, my apostle says, quit going to God with that same gospel song. <laughs> switch it up get some get some more uh in your tank again dang rp takeoff that's crazy dang migos is no longer uh they were already disbanded but that's why we can't take our lives and things for granted you know we we that's why i always say god thank you for another day every time we pray because we just don't know but i love you guys i hope you guys have a beautiful beautiful blessed day obey obey god not just for yourself not just for your relationship with God, but for your children, for your family. Uh, that's how we break generational curses is by obeying God and being God filled and, and seeing who God is for ourselves. Okay. I love you guys. Have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day. And I will catch you guys tomorrow. Manana. Bye y'all.